Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Community Connection. Beverly King survived the 2017 mass shooting at a country music festival in Las Vegas. To honor the victims, the Malone native is working with a a nonprofit called Comfort Cubs. It's where they send teddy bears to help people heal from loss or trauma. Beverly joins me this morning to talk more about this most amazing story. Beverly, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for um, having me and inviting me on this show. I appreciate it. Yeah. We want to talk about Comfort Cubs, but can you talk a little bit? Do you feel comfortable talking about that day? Sure. Um, So three years ago, October 1st, 2017, I was in Las Vegas visiting family. Um, got a chance to go to the Harvest uh, Country Music Festival and chose to go on Sunday night. Um, It was an incredible show, 20,000 people. Um, It was an incredible day up until 10.05 when a mass shooter decided um, to shoot into the crowd. Um, You know, it was a very scary, um, unbelievable moment. Um, No one would believe ever that you would be in that situation. And... um, not sure what to do and where to go, um, where to run and where to hide, because there really was no hiding in a crowd that size. Um, it was just trying to figure out how to get out. Um, unfortunately, 58 people were killed that day, and over 400 um, were shot or injured. Um, but the biggest thing for me is I was not hurt physically, but emotionally, the PTSD in my journey in this last three years um, has been a tough one. The first two years were really tough, Um, going through counseling, a lot of therapy, some medications, um, just trying to get day to day. And what I found was that as I tried to heal from that, um, I had to remember that 58 people were no longer here, and somehow it made me feel a little bit better doing something to honor them. Yeah. Do you remember uh, that day clearly still? Um, Clearly, I yeah. could tell you, I could tell you exactly every second of that day. I can tell you every second of what happened from the time the first shots were fired until you know ten minutes later when we were um, running down the sidewalk um, out of the venue, um, watching people you know get shot next to us. Um, it was it was beyond scary, and uh, we were not obviously prepared for that. Um, but with a lot of therapy, I've had a lot of therapy, and um, it's it's easier now to talk about it, um, but the memories will never go away. Yeah. Good for you for seeking counseling, too. Yes. Um, it's, it's definitely been a help, a lifesaver, I would say. The first, mm. first couple months I was home, I was having nightmares every night. Um, I was really not able to function at work, and... Um, never experiencing that and then looking back at those who actually go to war our military service members and what what they go through and how they feel when they come back Mm -hmm. um, really was an eye-opener to me about PTSD and and what's that all about yeah were family and friends with you that day Um, I had my niece was with me that day Uh, she lives in Las Vegas and so um, she wasn't even a big fan of country music, mm. but she knew that I was, and she knew that I really wanted to see Jason Aldean, so she offered to go with me. Uh, and um, so it was just her and I that were there together. How's she doing? She's doing okay. She's a single mom. 
um, in her 30s, and um, she's, she's, she's doing okay. I think her, her journey towards healing was different than mine, and I think it is with everyone. Sure. I think that there are people there who didn't seek the counseling that I did. Um, they moved on a little bit differently than some people do. Um, I think it's all in our makeup and how we're made up. Um, it was a real struggle for me, and I think with her, she's a single mom, so she felt like she needed to be strong for her children. Sure. Um, and so she's she's doing well. We all have our own grieving process, too. Exactly, and that's what I say. Um, the grieving for me and the feeling of loss for family members who um, didn't make it home, um, the feeling of guilt that I made it home and they didn't, and the whole why not me, um, was really tough. It was really tough for the first few years. And, and there are days when it's still tough, but, you know, um, I did make it out. My dad used to say, you know, you're here, you have a purpose, um, and so you just need to live every day, you know, um, being thankful. Did it change the way you live every day? Um, I, I believe it did. Um, I believe um, initially it was a lot of uh, looking at exits and not being around, wanting to be around big crowds and being really um, taking note of my surroundings and what was going on because I never believed I would ever be involved in such a thing. You know, I live in a really small town you know, on the other side of the country. Um, things like this don't happen here. So, you know, for me, it was unbelievable. Um, but now I feel like my, I feel a purpose. I feel like I need to give back. I feel like I need to be kinder to people. I feel like I don't, some, we don't sometimes know what other people are going through and what they're struggling with. And just doing something kind for someone can make a huge difference. Even if you don't know what their struggles are, I think um, that compassion and that empathy, I think, is, has really changed for me since the shooting. Yeah. Let's talk about Comfort Cubs. This is a nonprofit that you've been uh, working with. It's a national nonprofit, right? Right, it is. Um, the company started 21 years ago out of uh, around San Diego, California. A mom, Marcella Johnson, was pregnant with her son, George. Um, she knew from the beginning that he had medical issues and that he probably would not survive. She carried him to full term, um, and he lived about six hours. And the Comfort Cub was born after George's death because Marcella said the worst part of that day for her after losing her son was leaving the hospital with empty arms. That incredible feeling of loss, um, of losing a child and going home from the hospital um, with nothing. And so she created this weighted therapeutic bear. Um, it's a 501c3 charity company. And her goal at the time was to make sure that no other mother ever went home from a hospital um, with empty arms. Wow. Yeah. The idea behind the bear, um, it's a weighted bear. It's about four to five pounds, so about the weight of a, a baby. Um, and the idea is when you hold the weight, the weight of the bear, and you hold it close to you, it, it triggers these neurotransmitters in your brain to produce serotonin and, and, and those, those hormones that help you feel better, help yeah. you feel relaxed. Um, bring your stress level down a little bit. 
you know, sometimes people think that I'm an adult, you know, what do I need with a teddy bear? But sometimes you just need that to hold on to. You need that comfort. Um, when no one else can seem to help, they can't take away your pain. And, and this little bear certainly um, is not magical in, in taking away that pain. But on those days when it's really, really hard, um, and you just want to be alone, and you just want something to hold and to hug, this, this bear is incredible. And what they found is, over the 20 years, even though her initial reason to create the bear was for moms who've, who've suffered child loss, we found that it helps with any kind of loss or trauma, any kind of traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Children that are going, children and adults that are going through medical treatment, say for cancer, or other serious illnesses, um, the loss of a parent, the loss of a spouse, um, the loss of a pet. Um, we, we have people who, you know, pets are their family. They may not have children, and um, the loss is extreme. And we also found that using them with um, those who are in nursing homes, those with Alzheimer's yeah. or dementia or homebound care, um, it's an extreme comfort to them. Everyone that we give out to people in nursing homes, they name their bears and they <laughs> keep them with them all the time. Yeah. Um, it's a security thing, especially now with COVID and Absolutely. not being able to visit, not being able to be there, um, and it's comfort. And the last place that we've used them is with special needs children, okay. autistic children, yeah. those with sensory issues. Um, it's kind of along the lines of a weighted blanket. That's kind of the new right, fad exactly. now. Yep, and yep. Um, these, these work extremely well. Do you have a comfort cub? I do. And what was interesting is um, for the first two years that I was involved with the company and um, getting bears and helping them get, you know, give, gift them to people, I never kept one for myself. Um, I always planned to, but I always found like there was someone else more in need than I was. Um, And so I always gifted them. And my father passed away this past April, April 1st. And what I found was then um, my whole world at that point came crashing down. You know, the three years of trying to keep it together and going through therapy and and then doing things like this to try to make other people feel better. um, I found that all of a sudden, I was a mess, and I needed a bear. So, you know, the company uh, was so nice and sent me my own, and I haven't given this one away. I have it. And sometimes I just sit and look at him. He sits by my bed, you know, and it just kind of makes me smile. And sometimes when I'm having a really bad day, I mm-hmm. sit there and hold it. Yeah. Does he have a name? Um, I name my bear Hope. Um, I, I look at this bear as Hope hope for the future and hope for those that are struggling and, and hope that, um, you know, maybe I'm going down the right path and doing the right thing. Did you find a little bit of a silver lining in that sense that you now have a greater empathy, you said, or you can, uh, you know, really identify with military people that are suffering PTSD or other people that are suffering PTSD? Right. I, you know, and I do. Um, I think I've always been somewhat empathetic. That's, you know, that's my nature. That's how I've always been. But I think this has made a huge difference. And I found that when I started giving the bears initially, 
Um, it was to people I knew that had lost children, um, people that had been through a traumatic experience, um, survivors that I had met that survived the mass shooting that I did, and also survivors that had survived school shootings, you know, mm-hmm. across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I come to Matt to me on Facebook groups that you know we survivors go to, and so once I started gifting them, what I found was it was extremely. Well, it meant a lot to me, but what the response was was amazing to me. I mean, people cried, and people were just so thankful. And the biggest thing was they they wanted to tell me that they couldn't believe that someone was just kind enough to think of them, mm-hmm. kind enough to think of them. And my one friend who lost her son to cancer when he was four years old said to me, it's been 10 years, and it's a never-ending nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I just keep on moving forward. But the thought that I gave her this bear, each bear comes with a little card that's personalized by Marcella, the founder, um, to the situation, whether it's child loss or pet loss or just overall trauma, general loss. Um, And it's a touching card with a note saying that someone cares enough about you um, to provide this little bit of comfort. And... And I always get referrals from that. People will call me up and say, hey, you know, I've got someone who's in need. You know, can we help them out? And so that's my purpose now. I think those small acts of kindness, as we say, have tremendous power. They, They do. And I've been fortunate in that, you know, I had done some online fundraisers, um, Prior to really getting involved, I did a couple online fundraisers and raised money to purchase bears. And then I got in touch with the company because I knew that I wanted to do more and I wanted to be able to provide more. And so I became one of their ambassadors. They have probably about 12 or so that are across the country. And our job and purpose really is to, it's volunteer, but we are out there to get the word out, to spread um, the word about the Comfort Cubs the effects that they have and um, really get them out there. So um, I cert- I get a discounted rate. So I've done more fundraisers and I've also approached local businesses, um, especially now with the time of COVID. It's, it's been so hard for so many people. You know, we have other stresses in our lives, but COVID on top of it mm-hmm. has made it harder. Yeah. And so the businesses I've approached are businesses that haven't really been as as affected by COVID, but to me are family-orientated. The family businesses and the realtors and the insurance companies and and some of those businesses that sell the, you know, snow sleds and that type of thing. Um, These businesses have been open and actually are doing well, um, but they're so kind-hearted. You know, when I approach them about, you know, purchasing a case of bears so that we can gift, They've all been so so supportive, and groups like the Kiwanis, um, that's how you heard about my story. It is. Um, you know, when I did a presentation for the Kiwanis in Norwood, I also did a presentation for the Kiwanis here in Malone, and um, they both were really um, excited about donating and gifting bears. And those, those donations can be personalized. The cards will say donated by whatever mm-hmm. business. Um, so the people that are receiving them, We'll know yeah. that, you know, there are people in our communities that really care about them. Beverly King, thank you so much for taking time out and, and sharing this story and your 
Good work with Comfort Cubs. Well, thank you so much for uh, inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to share it. We're going to put up a link on our Facebook page along with the interview to Comfort Cubs as well. Again, thank you for your time. All right, thank you. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow on Community Connection. Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Community Connection. Beverly King survived the 2017 mass shooting at a country music festival in Las Vegas. To honor the victims, the Malone native is working with a a nonprofit called Comfort Cubs. It's where they send teddy bears to help people heal from loss or trauma. Beverly joins me this morning to talk more about this most amazing story. Beverly, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for um, having me and inviting me on this show. I appreciate it. Yeah. We want to talk about Comfort Cubs, but can you talk a little bit? Do you feel comfortable talking about that day? Sure. Um, so three years ago, October 1st, 2017, I was in Las Vegas visiting family, um, got a chance to go to the Harvest uh, Country Music Festival and chose to go on Sunday night. Um, It was an incredible show, 20,000 people. Um, It was an incredible day up until 10.05 when a mass shooter decided um, to shoot into the crowd. Um, You know, it was a very scary, um, unbelievable moment. Um, No one would believe ever that you would be in that situation and um, not sure what to do and where to go. Um, where to run and where to hide, because there really was no hiding in a crowd that size. Um, It was just trying to figure out how to get out. Um, Unfortunately, 58 people were killed that day, and over 400 um, were shot or injured. Um, But the biggest thing for me is I was not hurt physically, but emotionally the PTSD in my journey in this last three years um, has been a tough one. The first two years were really tough. Um, going through counseling, a lot of therapy, some medications, um, just trying to get day-to-day. And what I found was that as I tried to heal from that, um, I had to remember that 58 people were no longer here, and somehow it made me feel a little bit better doing something to honor them. Yeah. Do you remember uh, that day clearly still? Um, Clearly. I could tell you... I could tell you exactly every second of that day. I can tell you every second of what happened from the time the first shots were fired until, you know, 10 minutes later when we were um, running down the sidewalk um, out of the venue, um, watching people, you know, get shot next to us. Um, it was it was beyond scary, and uh, we were not obviously prepared for that. Um, but with a lot of therapy, I've had a lot of therapy, and um, it's it's easier now to talk about it, um, but the memories will never go away. Yeah. Good for you for seeking counseling, too. Yes. Um, it's, it's definitely been a help, a uh, lifesaver, I would say. The first, mm. first couple months I was home, I was having nightmares every night. Um, I was really not able to function at work, and... Um, never experiencing that, and then looking back at those who actually go to war, our military service members, and what, what they go through and how they feel when they come back, mm-hmm. um, really was an eye-opener to me about PTSD and, and what's that all about. Yeah. Were family and friends with you that day? 
Um, I had my niece was with me that day. Uh, she lives in Las Vegas. And so um, she wasn't even a big fan of country music, mm. but she knew that I was. And she knew that I really wanted to see Jason Aldean. So she offered to go with me. Uh, and um, so it was just her and I that were there together. How's she doing? She's doing okay. She's a single mom um, mm. in her 30s. And um, she's, she's, she's doing okay. I think her... Her journey towards healing was different than mine, and I think it is with everyone. Sure. I think that there are people there who didn't seek the counseling that I did. Um, they moved on a little bit differently than some people do. Um, I think it's all in our makeup and how we're made up. Um, it was a real struggle for me, and I think with her, she's a single mom, so she felt like she needed to be strong for her children. Sure. Um, and so she's, she's doing well. We all have our own grieving process, too. Exactly. And that's what I say. Um, the grieving for me and the feeling of loss for family members who um, didn't make it home, um, the feeling of guilt that I made it home and they didn't, and the whole why not me, um, was really tough. It was really tough for the first few years. And, and there are days when it's still tough, but, you know, um, I did make it out. My dad used to say, you know, you're here. You have a purpose, um, and so you just need to live every day, you know, um, being thankful. Did it change the way you live every day? Um, I, I believe it did. Um, I believe um, initially it was a lot of uh, looking at exits and not being around, wanting to be around big crowds and being really... Um, taking note of my surroundings and what was going on because I never believed I would ever be involved in such a thing. You know, I live in a really small town, you know, on the other side of the country. Um, things like this don't happen here. So, you know, for me, it was unbelievable. Um, but now I feel like my, I feel a purpose. I feel like I need to give back. I feel like I need to be kinder to people. I feel like I don't, some, we don't sometimes know what other people are going through and what they're struggling with. And just doing something kind for someone can make a huge difference. Even if you don't know what their struggles are, I think um, that compassion and that empathy, I think, has is, is really changed for me since the shooting. Yeah. Let's talk about Comfort Cubs. This is a nonprofit that you've been uh, working with. It's a national nonprofit, right? Right, it is. Um, the company started 21 years ago out of uh, around San Diego, California. A mom, Marcella Johnson, was pregnant with her son, George. Um, she knew from the beginning that he had medical issues and that he probably would not survive. She carried him to full term, um, and he lived about six hours. And the Comfort Cup was born after George's death because Marcella said the worst part of that day for her after losing her son was leaving the hospital with empty arms. That incredible feeling of loss, um, of losing a child and going home from the hospital um, with nothing. And so she created this weighted therapeutic bear. Um, it's a 501c3 charity company. And her goal at the time was to make sure that no other mother ever went home from a hospital um, with empty arms. Wow. Yeah. The idea behind the bear, um, it's a weighted bear. It's about four to five pounds, so about the weight of a, a baby. 
Um, and the idea is when you hold the weight, the weight of the bear, and you hold it close to you, it, it triggers these neurotransmitters in your brain to produce serotonin and, and, and those, those hormones that help you feel better, help yeah. you feel relaxed, um, bring your stress level down a little bit. You know, sometimes people think that I'm an adult, you know, what do I need with a teddy bear? But sometimes you just need that to hold on to. You need that comfort. Um, when no one else can seem to help, they can't take away your pain. And, and this little bear certainly um, is not magical in, in taking away that pain. But on all those days when it's really, really hard um, and you just want to be alone and you just want something to hold and to hug, this, this bear is incredible. And what they found is over the 20 years, even though her initial reason to create the bear was for moms who've, who've suffered child loss, we found that it helps with any kind of loss or trauma, any kind of traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Children that are going, children and adults that are going through medical treatment, say for cancer or other serious illnesses, um, the loss of a parent, the loss of a spouse, um, the loss of a pet. Um, we, we have people who, you know, pets are their family and they may not have children. And um, the loss is extreme. And we also found that using them with um, those who are in nursing homes, those with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or dementia or homebound care, um, it's an extreme comfort to them. Everyone that we give out to people in nursing homes, they name their bears and mm-hmm. they keep them with them all the time. Yeah. Um, it's a security thing, especially now with COVID and Absolutely. not being able to visit, not being able to be there, um, and it's a comfort. And the last place that we've used them is with special needs children, okay. autistic children, yeah. those with sensory issues. Um, it's kind of along the lines of a weighted blanket. That's kind of the new right, fad exactly. now. Yep, and yep. Um, these, these work extremely well. Do you have a comfort cub? I do. And what was interesting is um, for the first two years, that I was involved with the company and um, getting bears and helping them get, you know, give gift them to people. I never kept one for myself. Um, I always planned to, but I always found like there was someone else more in need than I was. Um, and so I always gift, gifted them. And my father passed away this past April, April 1st. And what I found was then... Um, my whole world at that point came crashing down. You know, the three years of trying to keep it together and going through therapy and and then doing things like this to try to make other people feel better, um, I found that all of a sudden I was a mess and I needed a bear. So, you know, the company uh, was so nice and sent me my own and I haven't given this one away. I have it. And sometimes I just sit and look at him. He sits by my bed. You know, and it just kind of makes me smile. And sometimes when I'm having a really bad day, I mm-hmm. sit there and hold it. Yeah. Does he have a name? Um, I name my bear Hope. Um, I I look at it, this bear as hope, hope for the future, and hope for those that are struggling, and and hope that um, you know maybe I'm going down the right path and doing the right thing. Did you find a little bit of a silver lining in that sense that you now have a greater empathy, you said, or you can, uh, you know, really identify with military people that 
are suffering PTSD or other people that are suffering PTSD? Right. I, you know, and I do. Um, I think I've always been somewhat empathetic. That's, you know, that's my nature. That's how I've always been. But I think this has made a huge difference. And I found that when I started giving the bears initially, um, it was to people I knew that had lost children, um, people that had been through a traumatic experience, um, survivors that I had met that survived the mass shooting that I did, and also survivors that had survived school shootings, you know, mm-hmm. across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I come to Matt to me on Facebook groups that you know we survivors go to, and so once I started gifting them, what I found was it was extremely. Well, it meant a lot to me, but what the response was was amazing to me. I mean, people cried, and people were just so thankful. And the biggest thing was they they wanted to tell me that they couldn't believe that someone was just kind enough to think of them, mm-hmm. kind enough to think of them. And my one friend who lost her son to cancer when he was four years old said to me, it's been 10 years, and it's a never-ending nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I just keep on moving forward. But the thought that I gave her this bear, each bear comes with a little card that's personalized by Marcella, the founder, um, to the situation, whether it's child loss or pet loss or just overall trauma, general loss. Um, And it's a touching card with a note saying that someone cares enough about you um, to provide this little bit of comfort. And... And I always get referrals from that. People will mm. call me up and say, hey, you know, I've got someone who's in need. You know, can we help them out? And so that's my purpose now. Yeah. I think those small acts of kindness, as we say, have tremendous power. They, they do. And I've been fortunate in that, you know, I had done some online fundraisers. Um, Prior to really getting involved, I did a couple online fundraisers and raised money to purchase bears, and then I got in touch with the company because I knew that I wanted to do more, and I wanted to be able to provide more, and so I became one of their ambassadors. They have probably about 12 or so that are across the country, and our job and purpose really is to, it's volunteer, but we are out there to get the word out, to spread um, the word about the Comfort Cubs, the effects that they have, and um, really get them out there. So um, I cert- I get a discounted rate, so mm-hmm. I've done more fundraisers, and I've also approached local businesses, um, especially now with the time of COVID. It's, it's been so hard for so many people. You know, we have other stresses in our lives, but COVID on top of it mm-hmm. has made it harder. Yeah. And so the businesses I've approached are businesses that haven't really been as uh, as affected by COVID, but to me are family-orientated. The family businesses and the realtors and the insurance companies and and some of those businesses that sell the, you know, snow sleds and that type of thing. Um, These businesses have been open and actually are doing well, um, but they're so kind-hearted. You know, when I approached them about, you know, purchasing a case of bears so that we can gift, um, they've all been so, so supportive. And groups like the Kiwanis, um, that's how you heard about my story. It is. Um, you know, when I did a presentation for the Kiwanis in Norwood, I also did a presentation for the Kiwanis here in Malone. And um, they both were really um, excited about donating and gifting bears. 
And those those donations can be personalized. The cards will say donated by whatever yeah. business. Um, so the people that are receiving them will know yeah. that, you know, there are people in our communities that really care about them. Beverly King, thank you so much for taking time out and, and sharing this story and your good work with Comfort Cubs. Well, thank you so much for uh, inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to share it. We're going to put up a link on our Facebook page along with the interview to Comfort Cubs as well. Again, thank you for your time. All right, thank you. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow on Community Connection.